Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome to Riverdale After Dark, a sexy after show for the CW's Riverdale, where we like to hook up with underage what? guys. Whoa. Wait, what? No, whoa, no, no, no. whoa. This podcast has changed. Oh. Dude. No, well, I Come on, the Salve. show has changed. <laughs> well, this was, this was an interesting episode of Riverdale, to put it lightly. It was definitely... A lot of the stuff that we've talked about over the past couple of weeks, no pun intended, came to a head in this oh, episode. Oh, come on. Great stuff. Great stuff. Sorry, I made it dead. Yeah, we're just trying to create some bits here, Pete. Oh, so crazy. Uh, well, uh, before we get into it, uh, let's do a quick uh, previously on Riverdale talk about what happened previously on the show. So the two big things that I think you need to know for this episode, one, Jason Blossom, a high schooler, has been murdered. We don't know exactly who did it, but we know that there's some weird stuff going on with Miss Grundy, the school's music teacher. She's been hooking up with Archie. Uh, Started that over the summer. They have kept it going. They call it music lessons, but let's be honest, it's fucking... That's what I call music. That's what I call music lessons as well. I mean, it wasn't always fucking. I mean, sometimes they were working on music. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's... Don't believe the hype, Pete. It's all fucking. (laughs) Our bodies are instruments. Let's play them. Oh, wow, that's creepy. Yeah, and the place where we left at the last episode was that Dilton Doily revealed to both Betty and Jughead that he had seen Miss Grundy's car at the river the day, the morning, that Jason Blossom's body was discovered. So there's definitely something suspicious there. So Betty, who is now a teen sleuth, is starting to look into it. Jughead, on the other hand, knows that the reason that Grundy's car was there was that she was doing her music lessons with Archie. Exactly. It's not a car, it's it's a a fuck beetle. (laughs) <laughs> Let's just call it what it is. It's a Volkswagen fuck yeah. beetle. Oh my Did god! Did you know they actually what just the hell, discovered? 
<laughs> we we just listen. This is the kind of episode it is. You got to oh. start it off with that. But uh, anything we missed? Anything else that people should know before we get into the bulk of the episode? Let me sum it up real quick. Everyone's a murderer, and everyone's fucking each other on this show. I love it. <laughs> that's it's my that's favorite not show. true. <laughs> well, let, let's. Uh, how how are you guys feeling about the show? What do you think about this episode in general? Before we get into too many specifics, I I, I didn't like it. I I didn't like this episode at all. Uh, what interesting. I thought it was the worst episode so far. And Wait, can I can I make a guess why? Sure. Is it because Betty was pretty even-handed and calm the entire time? Uh, no, I just thought it was very kind of like what I was nervous the show was going to be. And that's like kind of over-the-top soap opery moments of like everybody's doing stuff uh, behind everybody's backs. People are lying. I just, uh, I don't know. I thought like it's the so show crazy. has been that you what? think that because you loved the last episode when it was like maybe the most insane. Like Betty no, and last episode lure, was awesome. Last episode, Betty and Veronica lure Chuck and almost kill him, and you're like, <laughs> I love that. This episode is just as crazy, but it's just like in a different direction, and you're like, this show is drama, drama. Yeah, yeah. Also, you forgot about the main part is that. Uh, we got to see Josie and the Pussycats getting along with Archie and, uh, you know, his movie, music career moving forward, which I really appreciated. You're so invested. Focus. You're so invested in Archie's music. I know. Someone's got to be. You're insane. Yeah. Certainly not his father, Harumph. Yes. Oh, come on. Take it easy yeah, on Luke I, Perry. <laughs> yeah, the world certainly I, is honestly the thing that I'm most enjoying about doing this podcast other than you know talking to my good friends Justin and Pete is yeah. finding out what you are interested in the show Pete <laughs> just because the focus is fascinating yeah, it's yeah. basically Luke Perry Josie and Archie's music career and whether Betty's going to lose her shit on any given episode is that about right yeah that's that's right that's exactly right <laughs> that's so crazy also this was a great uh, Jughead episode yeah, well, yeah. before we get into that, I just want to hear what Justin thought of the episode. You liked it. I love it. This show, so much happens on this show so quickly. I love that they don't, they're not coy at all. They're not like trying to hold on to like a little secret here and there. They're just like, nope, 100 miles an hour, revealing so much stuff. Like, I thought the the Archie Grundy relationship was going to be like this long, slow burn. Instead, they just blow it up in this episode. Yeah, that was crazy to me. So let's get into it, wait, though. Wait, Justin, uh, I thought you oh, would yeah. hate this episode because of all the kind of references uh, in it and the way kind of Veronica was like, oh, my God, you're like this person. Because before you said you hated that kind of stuff. Uh, I do, but I like that they're being a little cooler about when they drop it in. It doesn't bother me as much as in the pilot. Okay, all right. And also, I'm I'm so down with the characters now that, like you can blow past a couple little weird lines here and there to get to all the crazy shit that's happening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I really like this episode. I think we talked about this a little bit the last episode just because it struck me as like vintage Buffy or Veronica Mars. I mean, I know they're still kind of playing around with the format and it'll be crazy if this turns into a mystery of the week type show, but Betty and Jughead teaming up with Veronica to solve mysteries, that is straight up my jam. I love that stuff. <laughs> like that's 
that's exactly the sort of thing that I love from a CW or back in the day WB show, and I love seeing more of it. Yeah. So let's get into the bulk of the episode. Uh, as we not really hinted at so much as said, Grundy in the mystery surrounding Grundy is the bulk of it, but there is a B story going on where Jughead is closing down the Twilight Drive-In. Yeah, man. This is, this is a uh, vintage drive-in. This is a thing that is disappearing from small-town America. It's a metaphor for everything that's happening in Riverdale. Uh, what did you think about this whole plot line? Uh, Pete, you, were, you said you were a fan of more Jughead. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this was tough because with all the shit that was going on in this episode, Jughead was so fighting for this drive-in, and I'm thinking, like, why the fuck? But then when you see the picture that he... Would, sorry, Pete, would you say he was some sort of rebel without a cause? Oh, boy. Wow. That wow. metaphor and is then... spot on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was almost as bad as when Betty said that. Um, so I thought that uh, it was a great reveal of why he cared so much, but also, like... When you saw the picture and then the kind of like the reveal of the snake guy, I thought that that was a very powerful moment. Yeah. What did you think about the Jughead stuff, Justin? Uh, I it was a little it was like some of the cornier stuff in the episode. I do think. Fuck though, you, dude. OK, great. I'm glad we got that in there. Uh, <laughs> he's so angsty. I wish they would just let him be a little bit. I mean, clearly he was dealing with like losing his literal home. Uh, in this episode, mm-hmm. since we find out at the end that Jughead's been sleeping in the projection booth of this drive-in. Uh, so I like that little turn. I, I thought that was great. I mean, yeah. I know we're really jumping ahead to the end of the episode here, but um, the explanation for why he was so into the drive-in, I thought, was awesome and revealed so much about what's been going on with Jughead. There's so much information dropped there that we find out. His dad is the leader of the what are they called again? What snakes? Snakes? The South, South, Southside snakes? The Southside serpents, I think. Southside serpents, yeah. And uh, that he name drops his sister, Jellybean Jones. There's just so much that's being set up for the rest of the season, or maybe just the next episode. Uh, to your point, Justin. Yeah. With uh, Jughead, it's great. I, they, I thought that was great, and it just gave so much texture to the whole episode. Yeah, Agreed. I thought it was very powerful, and fuck you, Justin. Let the guy be <laughs> angsty, all right? He doesn't have a place to fucking live, man. All right, sorry Definitely. it's not as flowery as all the other shitty characters, but Jughead's wow. fucking keeping it real, and he's upset, all right? So let him be fucking angsty. Uh, you, but I'm just saying, you don't realize, he just seems like he's a film dork through the whole episode, and only at the end do you realize why he does have a right to be angsty. Also, I yes. gotta say, the Southside Serpents look like uh, soap opera villains. Yeah, they have like oh. just scrub. <laughs> Everyone else is clean shaven or has like a nice beard, and these Southside Serpents are like, "Ooh, we shaved two days ago, so we're a little scruffy." They, they are definitely right in the middle of that like Riverdale Archie dichotomy that we've been talking about, where it's like. Yeah. Yeah, they're not they're not really thugs. Like they're not really a dangerous gang. They're more like, "Hey, we're a dangerous gang." Oh, yeah. and that's pretty much it. But I did like because whatever, we're jumping around a lot, so let's just talk about it. But uh Kevin Keller's plotline where he's hooking Great. up with that. one of the Southside Serpents and his dad is the chief of police. 
as we, I think we already knew, but we really found out and delved into a little bit more of this episode. Um, I think that's great too. I mean, I still love Kevin. I think the actor playing him is killing it. Um, but I, I hope they keep on rather, it's nice that they got off the like weird joke, but interesting joke of him hooking up with Moose and instead having him have a plot line that may pay dividends down the road. Hey, let me ask. I couldn't tell. Was Moose the one he was upset at while he was looking at somebody making out in the car? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Because he was like, oh, I want raisinets and gummy bears, and then I want a hot dog. Because he was mad at somebody for making out. And I wasn't, I was like, is that Moose? I can't tell. Um, that's me. Sure. I thought it was. I, I guess I didn't know 100% either, but yeah, he definitely looks and he's like, oh. What the fuck? That guy's hooking up with a girl. Yeah. Also, that's too much food to be eating in the middle of a movie. I mean, just like watch the movie. It's an hour and a half long. You know what? Dude. Oh, you've never stress ate in your life? No, I've absolutely stress ate. It's just, I don't know. I mean, I feel like when you sit down to watch the movie, you watch the movie. And I realize the drive-in is something different. And maybe if you're watching a double feature, it's something different. But it's like... Don't eat a hot dog and popcorn and red vines and the soda, and you're going to miss whole chunks of the movie. Wow. It's oh, what a dork. That, yeah, dude, you're <laughs> ridiculous, man. You can eat whatever you want during a movie. This is on the regular Dilton doily of this podcast. 100%. I've been saying that yeah. even before we started this podcast. Uh, yeah, that's because I'm a crazy survivalist. Yeah. Gun-toting survivalist. Uh, I... I love that uh, Kevin's dad, the chief of police, is like, hey, man, don't go just hooking up at the drive-in. Like, just play it cool. And Kevin's like, sure. And then he that's literally the first thing he goes and orders a bunch of food and is like, yo, let's check out this serpent. Dude. No, but, I mean, that happened to him. It's not like he was looking for that. I mean, that dude ran up on him. He was just minding his business. Well, it happened fast. I think he was he was ready to go. I also thought it was funny that the guy pulls up his arm to reveal his tattoo, and it's like, he's dressed like a Southside serpent. No one else wears like that much jean. And Kevin's like, oh my God, you're a serpent. Obviously, he's a Southside serpent. Yeah, that part was was a little weird. When I was writing down my notes for this episode, when he's hooking up with him, I wrote down the note, Kevin is hooking up with a Southside serpent. And then he was like, yo, I'm a Southside serpent. So yeah, that was ridiculous. Yes. Um, Well, let's jump back a little bit. Uh, the episode kicks off with uh, Grundy, or Faux Grundy. What do we want to call her? Uh, her Faux real Grundy. name is Jennifer Gibson. Jennifer Gibson. Uh, Jennifer Gibson giving a concert in the gazebo, as one does in Riverdale. And <laughs> uh, Fred invites her and Archie out to dinner together. I don't know if this is just Luke Perry being a naturally sexy man. Maybe, Pete, you can weigh in on this since you have to... Uh, Seem to have a very strong opinion, but I felt like Fred was kind of making a move on Grundy. Did you guys? Yeah, that? definitely yeah, was. Definitely was. Why shouldn't yeah, he Pete, be? Pete, how many Luke Perry posters did you have hanging up in your bedroom when you were a kid? Dude, fuck you. All right, I don't have any. I'm just saying that, like uh, Luke Perry. Why not? Somebody shows interest in his son. I mean, that kind of gets his attention, and then he's like, "Hey, maybe you know, I take a shot at the title here. Why not?" <laughs> wow, what a weird way to say that. The title. I love that, that Fred is flirting with Miss Grundy. Archie's like, oh, shit. And Grundy's like, oh, no. It's, it was a great scene. 
Yeah. That said, there's something weird that happens later on that makes me really curious about Fred's marital status. Uh, When they are at the drive-in, Grundy... No, 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 sorry. He's at the drive-in with Hermione Lodge. That's right. Right. He's at the drive-in with Hermione. Hermione leaves to go talk to the Southside Serpents, which Fred doesn't know. And then Mrs. Cooper runs up and she says, I'm sorry to interrupt your adultery, Fred. Yeah. So what's what do you think's going on with Archie's mom? What's up with her? Uh, I bet she's going to be a reveal. I think she maybe like ran out on them. Is my guess, and we're going to see, perhaps because of some sort of uh, potential infidelity with Hermione Lodge or uh, or Alice Cooper. Mm-hmm. Still a totally ridiculous name for an actual human being in a show. Uh, um, can we please talk about how shitty Betty's mom is? Sure. What do you want to talk about, Pete? She's the worst. I mean, the way she reads her daughter's uh, diary and then it uses that excuse to be like, no more lies. I I can't stand her parents. Uh, they're they're oh, they make me so angry every time they're on screen. And well, yeah, no wonder uh, Betty's hanging on by thin thread. I mean, it's it's a lot to deal with. Well, first off, don't keep a diary. Diaries are the worst. It's like a little. Hey, sometimes people need an outlet, man. Don't blame the diary. Her mom should be reading her shit. Yeah, but if Pete, you're, do you it, keep a diary? What? Do you keep a diary? No. That sounds like a sure? lie. It sounds like a lie. Yeah. Fuck you both. Pete, I'm gonna read your diary. This is a promise. In the next three months, I'm gonna read. Good your luck diary. finding it, bro. Exactly. It's out there, though. It doesn't exist, so you can't read it. All right. Well, I think there is gonna be something that we're going to find out more about the Coopers pretty soon, because I think to your point, Pete, they are a little one note, but that starts to change a bit this episode. So I didn't see see any change. I just saw her being a horrible mother. Wow. You, geez, you're really taking her to the wall. Is that the metaphor? I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, it could be. If you want to talk about like, like mother, like daughter, Betty was like deadly this episode. She, once she had her eyes set on Grundy, over. She was looking out for Archie, and also, don't you dare compare Betty to her mom. Okay, that is, there is no comparison there. Right? No. Her well, mom is think, an evil lady. What do you think Betty's motivation was? Was it to do the right thing, or yes. was it to get Grundy a romantic no, rival? No, totally away? because Archie doesn't understand what she's doing, and Betty saw that there was something not right about. Faux Grundy, so she wanted to investigate, wanted to get the bottom of it to protect Archie. No way. Pete, don't be a sucker. Betty is out to get Grundy because she has feelings for Archie, and she can't believe that So what if she has feelings for Archie? That doesn't change anything. It it changes her motivation. She can't believe that Archie is choosing Grundy over her. No, no. She just smells something wrong with Faux Grundy and wants to get to the bottom of it. uh, There's nothing wrong with that. There is something wrong with it. Don't. Yeah, it's it's actually it's called uh, child molestation. Right. We're that's not what, talking what, about the, that part. I'm talking about the motivation to for Betty. So you think that Betty's only reason is she thinks that Grundy has something to do with Jason Blossom's murder, which is what she starts to suspect a little bit, and ostensibly is what she's investigating. Justin, on the other hand, you think it's straight up trying to get Archie away yes. from Grundy for romantic reasons. She's eliminating like to... She's eliminating the rival. 
I would mm-hmm. like to clarify. I don't think she she just knows there isn't information past a year, so she has a shady past. She don't know if it's connected to the murder, but she knows something isn't right. Mm. Uh, well, okay. Can we actually talk about this? I don't know how how much we can get into a deep discussion about this thing, but I am curious to hear what you guys think because immediately when Betty confronts Archie and says, wait a second, have you been sleeping with Grundy? And she figures it out and Veronica comes up as well. Mm-hmm. Betty immediately says, this is legally wrong. Right. And Archie's like, no, 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 no. We're in it together. We love each other. We're, we're together. We like each other. But Betty is very uncomfortable the entire time. So what do you guys think? Pete, do you think... It's super cool to sleep with kids. Justin, what's your opinion? <laughs> That's fuck you, man. I didn't say that. It's <laughs> not cool, stronger. dude. Don't put that on me like that. That's <laughs> fucked up. Well, okay, but seriously, what do you guys think about this? Because this is, I think, one of the big things that everybody was discussing after the episode, and I'm curious to get your guys' take. Um, I mean, I think, for the purposes of this show, like I like that they have this relationship. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Where like yeah, I'm not saying like that's a great thing, but like it's it makes all the characters just pop in a great way. Like Archie is so he gets to be this like super naive out like chasing the, his love blah blah blah, and she gets to be like sort of a villainess, uh, sort of like I'm, she's not doing the right thing. Yeah, Pete, what about you? Well, what do you I, actually think? I so I think that like it's. It's hard because Archie was kind of saying, like, she's not taking advantage of me. It's kind of a mutual relationship. Uh, That's why what he was trying to defend, I think. But, yes, uh, overall, you know, underage is wrong and illegal and all that kind of stuff. But it's it's a weird situation where it's kind of like also in this show, it's like a hot for teacher thing. So it's kind of of weird. But, yes, I'm not pro that kind of thing. But I also think... I think that she's ahead, lying Jason. to him. I think it's a whole – she – the reason she left her old life, I think she's been lying. She's lying about it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Really? She made up that really? whole thing about the ex and the beating and all that. That's a complete lie. Yeah, I agree. There is – that's really interesting that you guys think that. I mean there's certainly a touch of that as – she leaves town and she sees these other two young guys and she does the move with the sunglasses. Yeah, she puts she's them got down. the glasses back on. That's that's how she yeah, hunts. And it's, right, it's like, nah, I don't know. Maybe I won't have sex with these other young kids. Um, I don't think we've seen the last of Grundy, at the very least. I don't know if I totally agree with you guys about her lying about that story, but I do think she's going to continue to cause trouble in some way. Agreed. Yeah, I definitely think she'll, I mean, at least the cops are going to be calling her in later, uh, probably. But yeah, we'll see her again. Yeah, I do think, I mean, just to get back to it for one more moment, one thing that I thought was nice is that they didn't totally pull back from the idea. You know, I think there's been a lot of teen soaps that have dealt with the hot for teacher thing before, and it is usually just, ooh, this is a sexy, naughty thing. But here they actually talked about it a little bit, how it is illegal and how Archie may actually not know what he's doing. And if anything, the weirdest reaction for me was Fred's reaction that maybe not weirdest reaction, but the lightest reaction. I would have expected him to get more upset or be more disillusioned. But I did like the fact that at the end, towards the end of the episode, when he's bringing Archie back home, he assures Archie 
you didn't do anything wrong. And there's something very careful in the language, the way that he talks to him, where he understands, even if Archie doesn't, that he has been taken advantage of and that Archie's youth has been, uh, I was going to say, corrupted by this woman, which sounds way stronger than it probably was taken in the show. But, I mean, that's essentially what it is, right? Well, I agree with you. I I found his reaction to be way too soft. I would think he'd be like, hey, man, what? First off, you're keeping this weird secret. This is a crazy situation, and we just had a crazy confrontation around it. I think that we may find later that Fred went through uh, similar similar things. I feel like the reason well, he's so down with Archie getting with this teacher is like maybe he was doing something similar. The, the actual Grundy. He was having sex with the old more, woman. I think it's more of a situation where... Like, Wait, sorry. I just wanted to ask. Do you think she he had sex with her before or after she was dead? I would Wait, say both. what? You'd say before? I said both. Pete, would you... Both? <laughs> what, wait, you what love... did you just say? Uh, that... Pete, it's fine. We moved past it, I think. It's obvious in the episode that Fred Andrews was having sex with a <laughs> recently dead 85-year-old Geraldine Grundy. <laughs> you All can right, see there's so... a, it was a post-credit sequence where that happened. Uh, yeah, so... It was... It was like a 55-minute-long post-credit sequence, too, which was real weird. Yeah, it's a long, but uh, it was all, like, satisfying for me. I love anyway, it. I think I think Luke... Sorry, how was... I'm sorry to interrupt. How was it satisfying, would you say? Like, on what level was it satisfying? <laughs> I would say narratively, um, as a character choice, and sexually. All right, I can't stand for this anymore. Listen, so I feel like Luke Perry saw an opportunity to not be, because he felt like he was losing his son before, and he was trying to be better, and then instead of coming down hard on his son, he was a little like, hey, listen, man, that wasn't your fault. You could have gotten taken advantage of, that kind of thing. I don't think But he he, he was like one one move short of giving his son a high five for having sex with him. No, come on. No, no, no. I think that they both kind of dodged a bullet on that, and he was just kind of like, "Hey, let's not, you know, let's not dwell on this. Let's kind of move on." Overall, there's a there's a line between Fred Andrews being super dad and being too lax about everything, and his advice is always really good at the show. But everything that Archie does, he's pretty chill about. You know, it's oh, you've been sneaking out in the middle of the night. That's fine. No, no, I mean, he was pretty hard on him before. He was grounded him before. He grounded him and then immediately relented and was fine. And then he, you want to pursue music? Okay, just figure out how to balance it. Oh, you want to have sex with your overage teacher? Not a big deal. Dude, being a dad is hard, okay? Luke Perry is struggling with it. It's got to be tough when you're such a cool dad like he is, okay? It's not easy. I like, what is is overage, Alex? That you called her uh, an overage teacher. What exactly do you mean <laughs> well, by that? Uh, she's over the. She's over underage. Oh, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Right, like Archie is underage. She's overage. Well, let's talk about one of the other plot lines that we touched on a little bit earlier. Hermione is taking the money that she got from Hiram Lodge, giving it to the Southside Snakes to devalue the property around the drive-in movie theater so that Hiram can buy it super cheaply. What's happening here? What do you think is going on? What is Hiram's plan, and how is he manipulating things from jail? This was by far my least favorite part of the episode. It didn't make any sense. 
Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, having bikers <laughs> hang out is making the property worth less? Like, what? it's just crazy. Uh, yeah. You feel like a drive-in movie theater could naturally drive itself out of business at this point. Exactly. Like, bikers, at least they're buying popcorn and red vines. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a huge revenue stream. Bikers love candy. <laughs> That's what they subsist on. They're basically garbage pail kids. Yeah. That's great. You guys could that reference, right? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Uh, uh, well, what do you think's going on here, Pete? I, I think it's it's bullshit. I mean, it's a classic scenario of like you know businessmen trying to corrupt things for their own advantage, and it's wow. it's just like a kind of a shitty through line in here where it just shows that Veronica's mom is not as clean as we want her to be. That she's still shady and doing stuff that isn't correct. You think she's not clean yeah. because she works at the diner? No, you asshole. I wanted her to be clean and work at the diner. That was like a real job, and I was happy for her. I talked about how dope that was in another episode. But this is just showing her, like, yeah, I'm shady as fuck, and I'll do things for my husband that is completely wrong and hurts people in the town, and no one can have a fucking movie theater now. If anything, (laughs) I took this this plot line as a way to move the ball down the court for Veronica to move her to being, uh, sorry to use the term, but like the Uber bitch that we know her to be from the comics where she's been super nice and awesome. And she is easily one of my favorite characters on the show. But like we talked about before, Cheryl has been bearing the brunt of the bad girl image and there's that speech that Hermione gives to Veronica where she says, come on, don't you miss this? Don't you miss our breakfast in Jean George? Don't you miss your uh, Louis Vuitton and your Hermes? Is that how you pronounce that? I always I thought it was Hermes, I don't know where but... any of that shit meant. Yeah, yeah no, that, that's absolutely right. And thank you for using the sports analogy, moving the ball down the court. No problem. Was that correct? I got real nervous. No, it's good. Uh, it's, I, it's basketball as opposed to football. But I, it's great. Sure. Unless you yeah. might move the uh, ball down the courtroom, which is... Not a legal term. Right. Well, they don't use balls in a courtroom? Uh, not only basketball court, which is where basketball players go to try their interpersonal <laughs> Yeah, that's where uh, Globetrotters v. Knicks happened, right? Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what's well, happening right now. And the Supreme yeah. Basketball Court. <laughs> uh, the other thing that that made me think of, do you think the... The, this plot line, I mean, do you think the Hiram plot is connected to Jason's murder? And that's really interesting. It, I don't know how, but they are like both rich families, so there could be some weird mm-hmm. business there. We haven't spent too much time with uh, the parents of uh, Cheryl and Jason, um, mm-hmm. the Blossoms, but I, I assume we will. Like, if Hiram comes back, shit's going to get weird. And we're going to have to see how the adult plotline, because I, I do think that Fred and uh, Hermione, something's going to happen there. And then Hiram's mm-hmm. going to show up and it's going to get nasty. I, yeah, I definitely think that, too. I also think uh, it can't be as simple as Hiram just buying some property. Something is going on there and he's clearly a super bad dude. So I just wonder if Jason found out too much about whatever is going on with Hiram. But that's speculation. I don't know. Yeah, I just felt like it was definitely felt like, oh, we needed to move some pieces around the board for later stuff. I don't know. I just it didn't it felt weird. uh, Mm. That whole thing. 
So, Speaking well, of Jason, uh, and not to go back to Grundy, but there was a weird Grundy-Jason connection that we didn't talk about, where he was a former uh, student of Grundy's that mm-hmm. we learned in this episode. I thought that was interesting. Either she was hooking up with Jason first, because uh, mm-hmm. I think that may implicate she had the gun. Like That points to her maybe Grundy being involved in the murder, or, or what was going on. Yeah, that's interesting too, I think. I, I feel like that's not something that they would have just dropped in there. And I think to the point of we're not done with Grundy yet, I think we'll see that come back later on in the season. I think that that just said that she had a thing for football players. Or redheads. Yeah. She loves or that. Music playing music playing football redheads. Yeah. What a, that's a very specific fetish. Yeah, which, very uh, specific niche. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, when you're Grundy, you She loves music. Gotta, Musical fire crashes. Oh, gross. <laughs> that is very right. gross. I uh, almost didn't say it because it was that gross. Yeah. It's pretty gross. Uh, the episode ends with something a little different. Uh, while we find out that Jughead has been living at the drive-in movie theater and is now homeless, we get a Betty narration to end the episode, which is new. Uh, what do you think about that? Do you think we're going to start seeing different people doing the voiceover for the episodes? Are we done with Jughead at this point? And are you going to miss hearing Jughead's mopey emo narration at every possible opportunity. All right, well, first get off Jughead. I like Jughead, and I (laughs) liked his voiceovers. But also the reveal of his dad, I was like, oh, damn. That was a crazy moment, I thought. Uh, Yes, Mm -hmm. his dad is slightly badass. Uh, (laughs) Again, very, very clean-looking thug. Yeah, yeah, he's a good-looking thug who shaved two days ago. Uh, yeah, I also, like having. The, I think that, cause that eventually maybe we'll get an Archie narration, which may close out the season, mm-hmm. perhaps or something like that. It's great to be in each of the different kids' heads. Yeah, I would love to get an Archie's head. I'm sure that goes super deep. Yeah, I know. I, know. <laughs> I like you, girls. I like girls in football. Music too. <laughs> uh, things are difficult now because I do lots of things. Oh, is it cool to make anyway. fun of the dumb guys? Is that what we're doing now? It's very cool to make yeah, it it's it's the coolest thing I can think of, basically. You guys should be ashamed of yourselves. Here's what Archie Never. thinks 99% of the day. Keep being hot. Keep being hot. Keep being Dude, hot. Dude, you don't know that, man. Yeah. Wait, did he have a shirtless scene this episode? Yes. he had. Uh, Grundy was about to walk out on him, and she he touched her, or she touched his chest and instantly became sexually peaked. Oh, okay. All right, I forgot about that. That's pretty cool, too. How could you ever um, forget right. that? <laughs> I'm so sorry. So before we go very quickly, uh, the only Easter eggs that I noticed in the episode, so there was the picture of the real Grundy, which is what she actually looks like in the comic books. Uh, there was also, I, I don't remember exactly where it was mentioned. I should have looked this up beforehand, but Southside Serpents is something that was mentioned in the comics before. Yes. Uh, so I don't know if we count that as an Easter egg or just a thing. Yeah, no, it's a thing. Okay, and anything else? Any other Easter eggs you guys noticed? Uh, the picture of uh, Jughead's sister. Right, so there was Jelly B. Jones, uh, who is going to definitely show up later on as well. Um, all right, two last things before we go. First of all, Betty or Veronica? Justin? Veronica. Back on Veronica all day. Yeah. Betty is uh, a lot like her mother in this episode. She's stop saying that, you asshole. She's duplicitous. She's out. She's just selfish, Don't doing her you. thing. No, Under the auspices of trying to do the right. You're thing. a complete liar. 
Pete, I'm sorry, but Betty's bad for you. You shut you need your to break face. up with Betty. Pete, you need to break up with Betty. Never. Pete, Betty or Veronica? I think Bet- I know the answer to this. Betty all day er day. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to go with Betty as well this episode. I Like I mentioned, no. I just love a good plucky teen investigator, so more of that, please. She is not plucky. Sorry, Justin. She's not plucky. She's plucky. Yes, she, she is. Don't moxie. you take that away from her. She's not plucky. She doesn't she's have got, moxie. She's got pluck. She's got spunk. She's got sass. She's got all that. Yeah. All of it. Also, don't Everything. forget about the rage. Everybody loves rage. She does have rage as well. And last question for you guys, and I'll mention at this point, we're all cut up. We're on the same page. I haven't watched ahead. So, so you can finally in the- chime in. Great. Yeah. Uh, so the question is, who killed Jason Blossom? Pete, who do you think? I still think it's the creepy brother-sister combo. Cheryl. So so you think Cheryl killed Jason or they killed Yeah, they were in on it. Like, he either was like, we're going to do this, and she was all about it, or something creepy with the two of them both in on it. That's weird. Uh, He tried to kill himself. (laughs) I do think Cheryl might be the person that trashed the murder board at the Keller residence. Uh, Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. we didn't talk about that. Cheryl seems like a prime suspect for that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely something going on with her this episode because she was being kind of alternately friendly, alternately investigating with everybody, which yeah. was a little off for her. So I, I, I'm on board with your theory. I think she was trying to distract from something else. Definitely. Um, but Justin, who do you think killed Jason? I think uh, we're going to – I'm sticking with uh, the Cooper family is my – either some version of uh, Alice, Polly, and Betty. Interesting. All right. I'm going to go with Hiram. I'm going to stick with that theory just for right now. I really? Think. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like a there's character we have connect. yet to see. Yeah. But he's been mentioned since the first episode. We know it certainly seems to be implying if the show has a big bad, he's the big bad of the first season. And certainly to your point where you've mentioned before, Justin, that the Hiram versus Archie dynamic is one of, if not the is one of, if not the core dynamic of the entire show, yeah. so of uh, Archie. So I don't know. I feel like even if he didn't do it himself, which I don't think he could have because he's in jail, I think there's got to be some connection there. And I feel like I feel like he is the person who ordered the death of Jason Blossom for That's some cool. reason that we don't know yet. I um, like that. Theory. That's what I'm going to throw. In. You Thanks. think maybe he paid Jason to kill himself? You, you and Pete's theory combined. No, I don't know. I think. Oh, are maybe, you saying maybe what, Pete's theory is insane? The Jason. I think Pete's. <laughs> Dude, you don't know Pete's if it's insane or not insane. yet. I have. A, I know you're insane, and so your theories are, by the logical transitive property, probably insane. Or is it maybe, so insane? It's sane. Hmm? No, I don't nope, think so. No. I don't think so. That's not nope. how insanity works. Well, I'm pretty sure right. it does. <laughs> Um, all right, guys, thank you for tuning into Riverdale After Dark. We do have a regular live show that we do every single Tuesday at 8 p.m. for free in New York. You can check us out at comicbookclublive.com for that info. Also, we have a Patreon account if you want to support this and the other shows that we do, patreon.com slash comicbookclub. Bunch of fun prizes there and other things like that. Pete, what else do we want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about all the amazing guests we have on our show. Follow us on Twitter Just- at comicbooklive. 
Yep. And as mentioned, you can check us out at comicbookclublive.com. And until next time, Justin? Oh, old Grundy's my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> She's molesting you, dude. All right, I'm going to hit stop on this. Me too. Sugar. Thank you.